I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to Maths Hysteria, a podcast all about married at first sight. I'm Kelly Rickard, and I'm joined by my friend who I rarely agree with but still love, Omar Abid. <laughs> Hiya. Hiya, here he is. I know you said on Twitter this week that you, you think you've made me more feminist. I think I might have. <laughs> you've got through. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that would be the most amazing thing to come out of this podcast yeah. if I got one more person to come over to the good fight. I wouldn't be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a fan of women. <laughs> I've spent years building up a healthy mistrust. I think it's, I'd be annoyed if that was gradually broken down. <laughs> it would be a shame yeah. to break through that steely armour. <laughs> yeah. And we're in my house today. I know. So this is this is a working class home. This is a working class home. <laughs> it's you have you have Wi Fi. Yeah, yeah. You're everything coal powered. <laughs> It's lovely. It's very nice. Thank, Thank you, you for having much. me. You, you are more than welcome. I was going to say, uh, we might put up a little reel of Otis, your dog, actually. Oh, God, he is really cute. When I came in, he was lovely. Yeah? Yep. And you had to come in without me here because I was in my children's assembly at the school across the road. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking that I'll have some of the old school neighbours chatting. Not just an unknown man entering the house, <laughs> but a man of colour, no less. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. With a rucksack on. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Terrorist attack on 9th Avenue. I've just told everyone where I live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we have something exciting to acknowledge, which is we've made it into the top 20. Yay! Of the Apple TV and film chart. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, right, this is my question for you this week, yes. which I haven't prepared you for at all. When we make it into the top 10... Oh, God. Do you like my positivity there? That is positive. When we do, how will we celebrate? Get absolutely shit-faced. Yeah! <laughs> that's, that's always my first port of call, though. I don't know, maybe we should do... Go up, go for a nice afternoon tea. Oh no, I like the shit faced option. Okay, <laughs> but like obviously we'll start with the false veneer that we're just going to go out for a cocktail or two. A couple of drinks. Yeah, a couple of drinks, <laughs> which I still haven't managed. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we're definitely we definitely got to celebrate. I'm going out with Claire tonight to celebrate. Going for an Italian. Oh, where are you going? Uh, Some place in Whitley Bay. Mm, nice. Pranzo. Lovely. Not been there before. Do they want to sponsor us? <laughs> I mean, does does anyone want to fucking sponsor us? <laughs> like anyone at this point, I'll, I'll take them from from arms dealers. Just anyone, just give us some money. We're in the top twenty for Christ's sake. Yeah, 
I don't know how you get a sponsor. It's not like when you were younger and you were doing like a swim and you had to go around the houses and ask for money. I mean, it kind of is, I suppose. Yeah. You're, you're essentially just, saying, can you please give me some money for something I would do anyway? Yeah, just going door to door. <laughs> we promise we'll do 10 hours of podcasting for 50p an hour or something. Oh, my promise is to do 60 tweets every night. <laughs> God. That would be arduous. You are prolific. You are brilliant at it. Oh, thank you. Even the experts have noticed. You know, PCB is always saying, what does he say? Your meme game is Strong. on point? Strong. Strong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, but you've, we, uh, this shows how impressive it is that we've got into the top 20 of any chart. Because we only just this week managed to get you logged back into the Twitter account. Oh, I know. I'm still so terrified of that. <laughs> just uh, cesspool of human nature. Well... That's definitely something we're going to come to later on. Yeah. When we talk about the couples, because there's been a lot of, a lot of culture wars. Oh yes. Chat. Yes. So, yeah, lots to talk about. Right then, who do you want to start with? Well, I think we can only start with Matt and Whitney, really. Yeah. Mitney, or what? It's <laughs> <laughs> Jordan. That was brilliant from those two. It was so good. Yeah, so they've, funny. Been, they've been funny this week. Yeah, I, they have. I thought. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the biggest story, isn't what it? What are your thoughts? I mean, it's unsurprising that they've been allowed to continue, but I'm jumping ahead quite a lot there. As soon as they went on this retreat, it was the it was the talk of the talk of the town, wasn't it? That there was a terrible inevitability, wasn't there, to their attraction? Yeah, I don't. It is so strange, isn't it? Because Whitney was so unimpressed by Duca, who some people think Duca's false and he's on there for fame and this and that. I don't. I don't think that. I just think he's not. He's not opened up and he's not shown the depths that he has, or maybe he doesn't have them. Maybe he's just. Uh, a, a nice guy who's not got, you know, that... Yeah, or maybe he just wasn't her type. That's what we've yeah. really learned, I think, from this series is physical attraction is huge. It's paramount or they're screwed or not screwing, either way. But the point I'm trying to make is she just didn't fancy him and she was coming up with all these emotional reasons and I've minimised myself but he's not opening up. She just, he just wasn't her type. She said it on the wedding day. What did she call him? A shed, not a house. A sh- shed, yeah. She wanted a house. And then there's there's Matt, who she said the tattoos probably weren't her thing. But other than that, you know, beard, uh, big bloke, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, and the attraction was there. I mean, that dinner party on the retreat where they're just constantly making eyes at each other, and everyone can see it. Yeah. In that environment, when you're out with a group of people, you can see when there's a when there's a yeah. connection between people. And there's. There's an untouchable smugness to people who have just fallen for each other and just found each other. <laughs> Does it annoy you? Um, no, no, I think I have been that couple. I, not, not the cheating, but I think I have felt that everything else kind of falls away because you're that into each other. Because yeah. they were so brutal at the, the commitment ceremony when the experts were saying, do you think you've done anything? Well, no, just... no, I just like the boy and it's it's oh. that it's that invincibility of initial lust isn't it it's like all that matters is that i get in bed with this man and everything else <laughs> is irrelevant that's what it felt like yeah definitely you've touched you touched on a few things there which really annoyed me <laughs> <laughs> about them not about you oh good that's <laughs> we'll, good that's progress <laughs> yeah we'll get to the list of things that annoy me about you <laughs> in part two uh the the few things that annoyed me were one, Whitney's continued uh, use of the boy or the kid when she's talking yeah. about Duke, like any man. It's just, it's annoying. It's just really patronising. Yeah. What's she trying to do in that? I don't know. I think it's just, she's just habitually used to, to talking down to people. Yeah. Even when she likes him. Even yeah. when she likes Matt. But also, the bigger thing was, they're both so defensive. They both think that they have very good... Uh, they're very logical, they're very rational, mm-hmm. but as soon as anyone pushes back against them, then they totally, they're shut down, they can't handle it, they can't handle the debate. Like, uh, you saw it probably best 
with Matt and Zoe. Oh, yeah. Where she said, because I think he thinks, especially with women, easy to talk talk down to them and just shut shout them. over them or walk out. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you can't actually engage with the debate. And Zoe wasn't having it. It's like lower your voice. Don't don't talk to me like that. Yeah. You know. And he was saying, the more you tell me to to stop talking, the more I'm going to talk. It's like why? Why can't you have a reasonable reasonable debate? And when she does what he does. And says no, it's over. But she does it in a much more reasoned way. It's like, yeah, yeah you're not, you're not being reasonable. Yeah, this conversation's over. Yeah. what's the point of continuing with someone like that? Well, there isn't. Other than you're just going to upset yourself because he's not ever going to hear you out. No, that, that's the thing with him. I was trying to find a way, just for an interesting debate, to to defend them somehow. Oh, hang on. Yeah, I want to go back to. Because we spent the first few episodes of this podcast with you defending Whitney. Yeah, I did. Go on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, here we are. I've been reading, right? <laughs> and people who are grieving will often find each other and cling together in a sort of any port in a storm type way. So she's grieving because she's lost her mother. He's grieving because he's losing his. So they've found that huge painful dark common ground between them also there's a thing you may know this i suspect you're gonna laugh at me but there's a thing where people get really turned on at funerals <laughs> no, no, hear me out hear me out hear me out because they've been there's a, there's a really sensible reason for it they've been presented with their own mortality so they know that deaths come in it's inevitable and so they just want to find a human connection remind themselves they're still alive so I'm trying so hard to go, okay, they're just two sad people that have found each other and are clinging together. It's not working, is it? I can't defend them tonight. <laughs> I don't know. Do you I... not think I've made a noble attempt at defending them, at least? You have. And I don't I... know why. <laughs> yeah, this is it. I was just going to say, why? Why are you Just trying... so that we've got some kind of two-sided argument and it's I... not just me and you going, well, they're fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair point, but I mean... You've sort of been like Jonathan's like, why begrudge two people a bit of happiness oh, yeah. to come out? Because yeah. they're not, they've not been nice people. They haven't been nice people. It's not people. like they, and it's happened before on the Australian series, which this UK series, they've, they've taken on more aspects of the Australian one. And it's happened a few times where new couples form from couples that are, that are breaking apart. They always let them back in because it's good entertainment. And this is what PCB was saying in the interview. There's the balance between the wanting to see genuine love stories and wanting to see drama. Yeah. And it's undoubtedly drama, isn't it? Oh, it's undoubtedly drama. There, there was a point where, for me, it shifted and I thought, this is indefensible. I, I can't help you now, Whitney. You're alone. And it was... I, I could just about think, okay, they're really, really attracted to each other. They can't help it. But it was that point in the commitment ceremony when she turned it on Gemma. Oh, when she said, said we've, all, we've all been there, we've all held on to a man too long. And I thought, oh no, you and me are done. <laughs> you and me are done. You're not in the girl group anymore, Whitney. I tried, but no, that was indefensible. Yeah, it's just so, it's quite callous. So callous. And also very manipulative to try and shift the narrative to actually she was this needy woman clinging on to a man that had left her. It was like, no. Yeah, it's, we all know that one of the episodes was all about uh, Gemma's vulgar comments. Oh dear God, we're there again, yes. Well, no, which I, you know, I, I wouldn't enjoy listening to that kind of thing. But again, it's not the worst thing in the world. It doesn't make her a bad person. If you're not attracted to that or you don't find it funny or whatever, fine. That's But that's almost become a kind of uh, get out of jail free card for Matt. I just don't think he likes her from the off. He didn't. And also, it's become null and void that because he has since been ridiculously cheesy stroke vulgar with his, I can't not kiss tear you. your clothes up. I can't not <laughs> kiss your head off. I yeah. I don't did know. You, uh, did you enjoy the little growl before, as oh the little grunt before he went in for the, for the kiss? I just thought, how much have you got to be into a man 
for him to growl at you and fake bite you and for you to then see that kiss through and not go, oh, sorry, this has this been a mistake. <laughs> you're, you're not who I thought you were. Um, good luck, see you later. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is, you've really fumbled it. You were at the end. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, has he been watching Twilight? It was vaguely vampirish. Yeah, well, he's, he, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. He's, well, I do know what to make of him. I don't, I don't like the guy. Like, he's, the way he talks to people, so certain that, that what he's saying is right and that he's reasonable and everyone else isn't. It's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I think, though, one person who can leave with his head held high is Duca. Yes. Because I know I said he's, he's maybe not got all those depths to him that Whitney was complaining about. But I think he's been a nice guy throughout, and he never he hasn't like absolutely slated them, which he was in his rights to do. Yeah, no, he has. He's he's handled himself well. I don't know how much of it was down to the editing, but I actually sort of forgot about him. Yeah. In the whole saga, I kept thinking, "Oh God, poor Gemma," and oh, and then I was like, "Oh, hang on, Duca's in the same situation." There was a good bit at the retreat where they were all talking about which other bride do you fancy, all that sort of stuff. And Duca was just uh, circling his finger over a big bowl of crisps, trying to decide. Oh, that was which. amazing! <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> and I'd be right with him. Yeah. I'd just be like, look, um, I know he was saying his conversation with Zoe about I'm going to try everything I can to make this work. Is like, all right, you're a bit fucking deluded. Yeah. But definitely not the worst trait that we've seen on this series. Oh no, he, you know, he, he has. He's handled himself well. I think he's been likable. I don't feel like we've got to know him that well. I no. don't know. How much that's down to the editing, how much that's down to him not opening up, as we heard so many times. But yeah. I don't have a strong aversion to him. No, I think he's a nice guy. I'm sort of glad for him that he's out of this yeah. slightly toxic environment because he was a bit of a pawn, wasn't he, he in was. the end? So, well done, Duca, I well think. Well done, Duca. Yeah, and Gemma, I guess. <laughs> Do you think she handled herself well? Uh, well, initial impressions aside, I mean, I always wonder, because, again, it's that balance of, what I'm surprised they let somebody they've only ne- known a couple of weeks hurt them so much for her to be so upset, and they keep going, we're married, we're married, and I know that's the format of the programme, but come on. I think we forget, though, that a couple of weeks in normal life, you barely know somebody, but a couple of weeks living with somebody you mm-hmm. get to know them completely differently but, I, yeah but in that situation Matt only stayed with her one night yeah but they'd been on honeymoon together yeah that's true so that's you know 24 hours a day together for a couple of days yeah um Isn't, sorry it's an interesting point that somebody brought up as well you know in the saying about oh I tried you know it's been dead Whitney was saying oh it's been dead from the beginning with Matt and Gemma and all this but uh, Matt wrote stay their first week. Yeah, he did. Together, which I'd forgotten about until one of our, one of uh, yeah, that's a good someone point. on Twitter reminded me. Yeah, he did. And also, it just shows you how important your expectations are going into anything, but especially a relationship. Like, Gemma wants a family. She'd written all those letters to him before she even met him. You know, she'd kind of talked about her grandparents and the relationship they had. And he said in one episode, what did he say? I just came on here and thought, what's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah. Well, the worst thing that could happen is that you treat your wife like a piece of shit and run off with another woman. (laughs) Oh, that is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I should say, actually, I've just remembered it was Caitlin on Twitter who reminded me that uh, Matt had written today. I try and give people a shout out, but often fail. Uh, But with those... uh, with those letters, though, I was also reminded of the bit in Friends where Rachel writes Ross <laughs> that letter. Oh, goes, that's amazing. It was 18 pages he doesn't front read it. and back. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever written a letter to someone in a relationship? I have. I wrote a letter to my now wife when I was away doing a gig. I'd timed it so that she would receive a letter. It was the first time I said that I loved her. Oh, yeah, on paper. Quite romantic. Oh, that's lovely. I really want to take the mick out of you, but I can't. I like it. You've gone <laughs> up you. in my estimation. You'll come back down, obviously, when we <laughs> talk about Jonathan and Sophie, no doubt. But <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get, <laughs> let's get on to them next so I can quickly disappoint you.
Right, so Jonathan and Sophie, uh, we just sort of decided the best way to do this is uh, I'll go make some tea and stuff and you can just talk <laughs> for a bit about Jonathan and Sophie. What are you saying? You don't want to hear my opinion? I'll listen back to this later though. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, right, you approached me about doing a podcast about reality TV. I thought that'll be fun. It'll be light. It'll be frothy. Dear God, I haven't slept for nights <laughs> thinking about this and what I think about it. So the situation is, Jonathan said to Sophie, I don't like horse legs on a woman. You need to make sure if you're going to the gym not to do the sort of exercises that will give you those big legs because I'd leave you. That's right, isn't it? Yes. That is, that's right. Okay. Which, just before we move on from there, he specifically said, initially in that in that uh, meal with... Uh, Adrian and Thomas that he sometimes says these these things to offend okay he's gone back and forth where saying sometimes say it as a joke sometimes it's to offend so yeah. it's just to address this thing of like oh he might have been but joking. he has also said but it's okay to have a type we've heard him say that haven't we yes right and um, we've talked about this on the podcast before is it okay to have a physical type is it superficial and we've kind of come to the mutual compromising ground that it's okay to have a type yes okay I think that's different to telling somebody the very rigid parameters of that type and instructing them to stay within it if they want to be loved by you. Yeah. Okay. Then the argument got muddied in social media because you had lots of people, women especially, which just broke my heart, saying, don't forget about men. Men, Men's looks get scrutinised. Men's appearances... Like, don't, don't forget about the poor little men. <laughs> and... My heart broke and some kind of antichrist within me got summoned where I was just raging and storming around the house going, how can you even compare that to what women go through? So, yes, sadly, in recent years, men have put pressure on themselves to go to the gym and to shred and to bulk up, etc. That is nothing compared to what women go through. Historically, if we weren't attracted enough attractive enough to get a husband we would potentially starve because we weren't allowed to go out and earn our own money that's that's our history that's the truth of it that's how much our self-worth is is tied up in how we look you turn on the tv and all the cosmetic adverts with the exception of a tiny amount are aimed at women you look at the women around you you look at their hair their makeup men have a shower and leave that to to, I, i i i cannot fathom that there are women out there men maybe yeah not so clever but women out there going oh but men really struggle too there's so much pressure on their appearance no it's not the same hell no it's not the same (laughs) yeah it's it's absolutely not the same there's a few separate things going on and as you say it got kind of muddied on social media i think the first thing is jonathan is allowed a type as specific as he wants if he wants a girl who has particular measurements or this or that or particular length of hair down to the millimetre he is allowed that preference it's massively prescriptive though so like you say if anyone changes it's just like you're limiting the pool of people who you want to potentially date with but you're also limiting the person that you yeah. have a relationship with that's the second point part of it is that there's only so much influence somebody else should ever have mm-hmm. ever have over you and you can say that's your preference and it's like it's fine but you're really limiting limiting who you're going to end up with and that's fine that's kind of that's kind of your problem uh but this issue about like men's uh, how men are critiqued compared to women what tends to happen is is that people think one negates the other so just because men are having having issues they'll hear oh women women under all this pressure women under all this pressure it's like oh what about men well both can be true yeah men men do have issues that they have to deal with but it doesn't mean that that women's are yeah. are easier. Or we, the way I look at it is, everybody has to eat shit. But the, it's each spoonful of shit that we have to eat is unique to us. It's a different flavor based on loads of different factors. You know, your biology, your upbringing, your race, your gender. Everybody's got stuff that they have to deal with. But rather than thinking we all have problems that we have to deal with. You go well. It's not as bad for you as it is for me, which is just a weird way of weird way of looking at things. Is that? I just want to make sure I've got this clear. So, is that your 
very articulate way of saying actually men and women do suffer equally. No, no, no. In terms of purely about the uh, cosmetic like looks and things like that, women definitely have it worse. But I'm just saying that isn't the only thing that you as a woman have to deal with. No. There's loads of other things you have to deal with. Or you as a human being, you've got, you know, the personality issues or whatever. You know, I'm just talking <laughs> about, yeah. Is it, have I, got, have I got personality issues? No, but what I mean, it kind of goes back to what we were saying last week when we were talking about uh, Gemma and Matt, that every interaction, every individual is so unique. It's impossible to generalise. We all have to eat shit, but the shit we have to eat is unique to us because of our biological, physical, mental makeup. Yes. But you, this is how you get end up getting dragged into these culture wars. Because there was a similar incident, which isn't about Jonathan and Sophie, where everyone loved Adrian last week, quite quite rightly, and we still do. And I thought, you know, who he reminds me of is Matt and Dan from last year. And I did, a, I did a tweet just saying, you know who I think would be good mates? And I put a picture of the three of them. Because I, they I think they're quite, you know, temperate people. I think they get on. And, you know, got a load of likes, got a few, loads of nice comments. But there was one comment that said, not all gay, gay people get on. Oh. Eye rolling emoji. And it was just like... That's not what you were saying. It's not what I was saying. I didn't think of that at all. And what you've actually done in trying to defend them as gay men is minimise them. You've stripped away... All their other physical attributes. You could have said, not all white people get on, not all people with hair get on. You've stripped away all their personality traits, their humour, their intelligence, their empathy, even the negative personality traits. All you've left is their sexuality, which is a very very narrow-minded way of looking at things. And what annoys me about it is that you've used them as pawns to kind of win a minor skirmish with me in a culture war, which I wasn't part of, because yeah. I, don't, I don't think like that. So what annoys me about it is for you to think that I have the same narrow vision of people that you do. It's just not the case. And like, you know, people can kind of take that and but Ironically, people think I'm like uh, a lefty snowflake because I'm like, hey man, everyone's individual man. But then there'll be people who think I'm a right-wing gammon Piers Morgan type because... I'm going back against someone who's purporting themselves to be a gay ally, but I'm I'm kind of neither of those things. I don't have that limited way of thinking, and if you assume that I do, like I hope you've got a hell of a good blowjob on you because you can suck my fucking dick. I, I think people are going to think you're saying that to me. No, I am <laughs> <laughs> directly to you. <laughs> That was, that was a long run. I felt like I talked for a long time. No, no, I enjoyed it. I don't think I've seen that side of you before. And I think you made a really good point that I've, I see this across social media all the time where these huge, convoluted, grey area discussions are brought down, reduced to something really binary, something really black and white. And they, and they aren't. It's not no. black and white issues. They, you were very clearly, just to me, just saying these three would get on because they're placid and reasonable and nice. But the person who tweeted the response saying, oh, just because they're gay, that yeah. says more about them than you. Yeah, definitely. But the reason I bring that up is just like in, in reference to this discussion with Sophie and Jonathan, it's like, why does it have to be, it's more difficult for you than it is for me in terms of any specific issue? Why can't it just be, oh, it's difficult for all of us in a lot of different ways? Because my argument was with the people saying it's just as hard for men in terms of their appearance. Yeah, in that in terms of that specific issue of like uh, the, the uh, cosmetics and appearance and things, it's just bollocks. Like obviously there are there are things that men have to deal with. Like, but it's just nowhere near the no. the, the level of it's women. Not, it's like I'm not I, even. I, I think of myself as quite middle of the road. I'm not like, but it's fucking obvious, isn't it? it? I think it's so obvious. And and if it isn't, I think people need to do a bit of reading, a bit of research, a bit of you know. I I do I worry because to me it's so obvious. I worry about my children on a day-to-day basis seeing their mother change her face before she leaves the house but not their dad so on a day-to-day basis they're learning that's normal they're learning okay so women have to do stuff to themselves to be acceptable men don't that 
that's getting reinforced day in day out and that i'm not but i think that's the thing because it's reinforced day in day out you've got all these people who haven't even noticed it yeah they can't even see that but i just i really felt for sophie at the dinner party because she was there in her little fleece and she looked so (laughs) vulnerable and broken and childlike and i wanted to just take her aside grab her by the shoulders and say child run go now and do not look back you do not need that man in your life complaining about how you don't iron and you can't cook and you might get bigger thighs like run run i want to start before we well not start with this because we've been going for about half an hour on this but uh, i want to say before we go any further that Jonathan at the homestay did seem to be more apologetic and understanding. And again, maybe the environment has brought no, him up. only because he'd been told off by Mel. And he was like, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God, that's what people at home are going to think. He didn't give a toss about Sophie. No? I thought what was even more abhorrent than the watch your thighs don't get fat was when, after they'd been sleeping together, he started to say... Well, there's not that intensity oh, there, God. is there? There's not that physical intensity. The poor girl. She was like... Oh, okay, well, what's that thing we've been doing then? Yeah. I, oh. That was bad because it was clear clear chemistry, slept together, all that sort of stuff. And it seems like as soon as he got himself in trouble by saying something that he shouldn't have said, or he shouldn't... This is a bit we've missed out that I was going to say earlier, that he's allowed a preference, but this idea that I don't care if I offend people... Like what's that's that's a really bad way. You're allowed to think what you think, but you're not allowed to go around and just. Uh, well, you can say whatever you want, but then you shouldn't then complain that people get offended. They're allowed to be offended by you saying stuff that is offensive. Yeah, well, that's that Piers Morgan defense that isn't a defense, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. I'm going to say what I think, and I don't care how you feel. And yeah, what well, what about free speech? Am I not allowed to say that? Yeah, you're allowed to say it, but I'm not allowed to say that you're an idiot. Yeah, like. But I'm I'm hoping just from the homestay. I think I'm more more charitable than you, maybe. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. In terms of Jonathan. Well, I think maybe you fancy him. Clearly, like all the women that have been leaping to his defence do, because they. That's the only reason why you've got all these women going. I feel a bit sorry for him. He's actually quite decent. He didn't mean it like that. He's just not used to you. He's just got a nice face, and you've been won over by it. Well, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Looks mean nothing to me. Yeah, well, they do. I love a dad bod. <laughs> I, oh, I actually do. I do. Right. Kwame and Keisha. Such a weird week. <laughs> so Such a weird, weird week. The the dinner party, Kwame was quite an, a key player in the dinner party. Key player, nice. <laughs> he was saying that um, he got involved in the in the size debate, uh, and he was saying, you know, trying to help Jonathan, who was, you know, everyone had kind of ganged up on Jonathan, and I can I can sort of respect that. You know, helping out your friends yes. and everything like that. Uh, then he dropped the bomb. He was the one who dropped the bomb. The irony, though, the man uh, consoling, being consoled by the man who's stealing your woman. <laughs> I know. He really. A lot of people think like he did the right thing, bringing it up and just bring, putting it on the table, which is a reasonable point. I mean, he maybe could have done it in a kinder way for Duker and Gemma's sake. But it was a cold line. It was a nice line. I did. I did like it. it was and then co- s- sip a sip of wine in his turtleneck. <laughs> it was. It was a classic moment for him that'll go down in history. I think it was just a weird dinner party because you had Gemma and Duca. There was no way they couldn't not see that chemistry. Yeah. But to have it voiced so coldly by another member of the group. Yeah. It was brutal. I found it interesting. All the women said that they fancy Kwame. He was the one that they they all chose, apparently. Yeah, he's it, not for me. He's mm-hmm. um. There's a few. I mean, God, that phrase is used so much. Red flags. It's not so much a, a red flag as a red sea with Kwame for me. 
Well, it's be na- just... you know, when you've been married to someone and you've been with them effectively for a month and he won't take you to his house. <laughs> yeah, it, there's been a lot. There's been a lot of red flags. That The big, long, rambling excuses not to sleep with her. And then the commitment ceremony where he said, you know, I, I think we're ready to leave. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're all sorted. We don't need help. We, we don't need your help. And then they leave and he goes, not taking you to my house though. <laughs> well, that, that made me think that the reason why he wanted to leave was because he knew the homestays were coming and he didn't want her at his house. Now, why? Why do you think? I have no idea. It's so bizarre. There's been lots of speculation on Twitter about he's already in a relationship outside and he, I don't, he, who if, knows? What if he's a little bit poor? What if he doesn't have much money and he's worried about his house being on TV and... What do you think? I mean, he seems like a successful guy. Well, anyone can seem successful on social media. Look at us. <laughs> We're making a big deal of this top 20 thing. <laughs> it is a big deal. I've always wanted to be in the top 20. Not of the podcasts, obviously, just the music charts, but still. If you if you do give us a quick burst or something, you can say it's a music top 20. Yeah. yeah, why wasn't I asked to sing the jingle now that you come to it? We don't, there are no lyrics. Yeah, but I could write lyrics. You're not the only one that can write words on paper and tell people that you love them. Oh, yeah. What, you're going to write about misogyny and uh, the the patriarchy? Do you know what? I purposefully didn't use the word patriarchy because you always smack it down. (laughs) I managed to navigate my way through that entire argument without saying patriarchy once. You patriarchal shit. (laughs) You, You maybe should have used it. It would have been a much more lucid argument. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah all right okay anyway right before we we should stop bickering let's uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, get back to Kwame and Keisha yeah I don't like she said to him when they were out with his mates and even his mates knew he was he was talking shit from the look, look of things like you never tell me how you feel and he said I think I, I think I have a pretty and then it he started talking about how he thinks he has told her how he feels rather than just telling her how he feels it was a big a big long-winded discussion about about something that could have easily been fixed by him saying i feel this way about you yeah it was classic kwame words 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 that words that don't make any sense words 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 <laughs> just words so and then uh, of course the free willy <laughs> <laughs> And when it, I think what he was trying to say was, when we're out of the process, I'll be much more open. Then it's free willy. Then I'll free my willy? Yeah, I don't know if he meant it sexually. <laughs> what was he talking about? The film? <laughs> They're going to watch well, me willy. out of the process. Free willy. Back to back to back all night long. Free willy. <laughs> free willy. Free Willy 2. And then, yeah, that's in the morning. Those are the, watch the sequels <laughs> in the morning. But even if he meant freeing his Willy, did he mean for her or for all the women out there? Yeah, God knows. This is it. You never quite know what he means. And then Keisha came back with the... Uh, <laughs> you know, I can free Willy too. All kinds of fucking Willy. <laughs> she is brilliant. I feel like she just talks in memes. Yeah, she's good. She's, she's really good. I kind of wish we had uh, had a bit had a bit more of. I think a lot of people have been overshadowed by the drama this week, understandably. Yeah. But they've had a they've had a very interesting week. I just don't know. When are they just going to knock it on the head? Well, I think what's happened is from day one, that man has had no interest in that woman. <laughs> no, no, no physical interest. Definitely. Yeah. Would you I, agree? I think that's that's fair, yeah. And he's just not wanted to, I don't know, come across as someone who's who's mean, maybe. Again, maybe I'm being charitable. No, no, that's a fair point. He, he didn't want to just say... I mean, he did say at the wedding, she's not his type. Yeah. And maybe he's wanted to try his best to give it a go. But he's not really into her. He doesn't want to come across as a mean-spirited person on national TV, which is also fair enough. And he feels that it's something, if they can get off the programme and test it in the real No, world. he wants no. to get off the programme so that he can dump her. 
Yeah, I think that's more more accurate. But, but I think up until that point, I totally agree with you. He was, you know, trying to be a nice person and not just say, look, there's no future in this. So what's he going to do then? What's his game plan to just keep putting stay until final vows and then agree to stay at final vows and then break up with her? It's like, that's really extreme. No, but- I've got a feeling he'll get to final vows and then say, I really tried, I gave it my all, but, you know... The physical attraction wasn't there for me. I need to go home and free my willy for other women. <laughs> do you not, or do you think he's going to put stay at the final vows as well? He might. I just there's no there's no predicting what he might do. He's the most inter- in many ways the most interesting character because you just can't get a read on him. No, I know. I just think on a very basic level. You know, if you were interested in that person and you were in that situation, married, why would you be waiting? You wouldn't. So you still think they've not had sex, then? I think they haven't, yeah. Yeah, they were, we said last week they were very elusive when Charlene yeah. asked them after the intimacy uh, t- tasks that they had. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, my prediction. I think you're right. Probably final vows. They'll they'll get there, but I don't know what they're going to say. But at that point, you know, it doesn't matter. They don't both have to say yes because she'll she'll probably say no by that point, and she can't be forced to stay in because it's the end of the experiment anyway. Yeah. So then that'll that'll kind of be it, and he can leave with you know. Yeah, I I'm not sure Acacia's that bothered. I think she's you know a bright woman she's probably worked out by now that he's not that into it yeah i think she's yeah. she's kind of figured that out yeah okay we're going to talk about april and george next okay how are you feeling about them i don't know <laughs> They don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems to say that a lot, but we're at a, we're at a funny stage now where it's sort of, are you going to take things on or are you going to, are you going to break things off? Yeah. And that's where they seem, seem very uh, confused this week. And there was a lot of outside stuff as well. I mean, we saw, you, you mentioned just before we started recording about George's mum being very upset. Yeah. I mean, that, I, that was a lot. I really felt for April. I feel like she's having a really hard time from other people in the experiment, but then also to meet your potential in-laws and for them to cry at the dinner table and be like, he's been hurt before, you know, I can't have him be hurt again. I really, she shouldn't have to take on what he's been through in the past. As the point you've made earlier, everyone's been through stuff. Everyone's got their stuff. You can't dump it on the person that you're with and expect them to have to suck it up and deal with it and change for you. I thought that was really unfair. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure to put on someone who is effectively in a new new relationship. Yeah. It's, it's too much. And she's, you know, there's always these accusations which are brought up a few times on, on social media that she's fake. People just don't like her because they think she's fake. Which obviously Thomas certainly certainly makes that point, and but it's never backed up with anything, though. Yeah, I mean, they say that they don't they don't bring uh, they don't talk about stuff openly on the on the commitment ceremony couch. Adrian stuff like that was cut out. Yeah, in, in all the in all the hubbub about what was going on, and I know everyone jumped on that on social media, but I wondered if it was just. PCB doing the respect before I'm like hang on you're not on the couch shush I've seen on Twitter that PCB did say everyone was talking over each other it was going mad so I was just trying to calm things yeah. down Adrian's uh, things that he'd said will be brought up in future he'll be repeated or be brought up in future episodes to which Adrian responded to that retweet saying will they? <laughs> so he seemed a bit yeah. but I don't know you know who who knows maybe People speculating that, you know, George has been going to Adrian and unburdening himself and now he's maybe worried that uh, all this stuff that he's said is going to come back and ruin ruin the relationship with Adrian trying to defend Thomas. Uh, so it's putting George in the firing line. Yeah, it's all a bit weird to have George be Adrian's friend 
and April B. Thomas's nemesis. It's a weird dynamic, isn't it? It is, yeah, it is. You know, done at the homestay, they did seem, they did seem better, and they said we're, we're going to block out all the all the noise. I did love that the commitment ceremony where, where PCB said. Who's been saying things? Thomas just put his hand up and waved. And oh, well, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. He, he is so funny. He, he's funny. He's very funny. Even just at, at their homestay when uh, Bird flew out of the hedge and he shits himself. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Claire's terrified of birds. Is she? Yeah, she got really angry with me because we were in London once and uh, I, I had a sore throat. We, there was a super drug nearby. I was like, we were walking past the super drug. I was like, oh, I'll just pop in, get some strepsils or something. But there was like a gang of pigeons outside, and we were holding hands. And I was walking along, and she suddenly like, but almost bloody pulled me in, into the road in front of a bus. I was like, fucking calm down. They're not going to do anything. Oh, what if they fly at me? Have have any of them ever flown at you? N- never. They've never touched you. You've never been touched by a bird. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. I- have you been? Well, you live at the coast. What about the seagulls? Yeah, they're, they're there. They've never flown at you when you've had chips. You don't have chips, you middle class. Okay. <laughs> no, everyone loves chips. Chips are independent of class. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, no, but to be fair, I don't eat chips out on the street. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> you can have that one. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Thomas Thomas and Adrian, that, that whole involvement in the he can't help himself though, Thomas, from uh, from getting involved in the in the drama at that retreat. <laughs> like he couldn't wait to get stuck into April at that first that first uh, the games they were having, like you know, which which groom do you fancy all that? Who's the fakest couple? These questions. These questions are not designed to build relationships. I know. I want to know whose job it is to come up with the questions. What an amazing job. I'm going to come up with the questions that are going to rile up the most shit. <laughs> yeah. It's just some, like, uh, it's just some producer, isn't it? And then they run them past the experts, and the experts go, you can't ask these questions. And, and the producers go, do you want to get paid? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It must be something like that, surely. I, just a side note, I have loved the experts this week. Yeah. Mel in particular, the way she's handled Matt, the way she handled Jonathan, she's just brilliant. Yeah, yeah, the, she she wasn't uh she wasn't letting the Jonathan stuff. It was go. when he said, "Well, I just give my opinion. I don't really care if anyone gets hurt." And she's she gasped yeah. audibly. It was like <gasps> Yeah, yeah. Charlene was uh, Charlene was good as well. I mean, just the the look on her face when uh, Matt was saying some of his some you know the whole back and whole back and forth. I'm glad we've seen more of Charlene this uh, year. Yeah, she's brilliant. She's great. Yeah, I, I, I do think like the whole they had to go through the whole thing of like, are we going to let him mm-hmm. back in? Are we not going to let him back in? But I kind of feel it was almost the foregone conclusion. Yeah, I mean, I you know they work for the network as well, so yeah, they. I wonder how much they they'll actually have. I sort of assume that that was the thing PCB was saying yeah. about it. That it's, he wouldn't want them to come back in because it does damage the integrity of it as a, as a process. But as much influence as he has and as, as, you know, as important a part of the show as he is, he's one person in a massive team of yeah. people creating this, this yeah. m- huge product. And if the director and the production team are saying they're coming back... Yeah, you know his hands are kind of tied, but he he made his point as he always does, really articulately by saying, "I cannot endorse you coming back." Yeah, <laughs> but you are coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that's the limit of the limit of what you can do. He's uh, he said that again on Twitter. People were saying, "I'm not going to watch this show anymore because it's it's tipped over too much into the drama." Like to bring those couples back when you know it's devaluing the the marriages, marriage as a concept. I can't watch it. This person wrote quite a, a nicely well worded tweet, and PCP replied with saying, "I hear you loud and clear." Aww. Like, yeah, it's, I, I think it must be a struggle for them when. Uh... I love PCP so moral. <laughs> he yeah. could respect my forum any day. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs>
we're going to talk about Jordan and Shanita. Yeah, they've had a great week, I think. They have. I feel like they've sort of been a victim of the fact that things are going well for them because there's, you see them having a nice time, just, you know, bobbing about, <laughs> doing their yeah. thing. Uh, Shanita pulling a lot of very amusing faces. Which is <laughs> great. You know what it is, though? They've had a particularly good week because there's been another couple or two other couples having a shit week because there's nothing better for your relationship than going out with other couples and then they are having a shocking time together. Really? Let, let's be honest now. If you and Claire go out on a double date with another couple and they have an argument, you do come home and have amazing sex and think, God, thank God we're so good together. <laughs> yeah, you're not saying no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I suppose it does... It does make you think, like, thank God we're not part of all this drama. Other than, I mean, you can tell Shanita's fed up with the, with the whole who said what about her in the bathroom yeah. and all this. It's like I don't think she ever gave that much of a shit anyway. No. She's like, but it's it's all just moved on from that. It's all just become about is April fake? Is Thomas lying? I know. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Jordan and Shanita just just going ahead, nice and steady. Yeah, the and they were sort of all glowy at the commitment ceremony. We've had a great week and, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand how that chewing gum got stuck to Jordan's knob. No. <laughs> because chewing gum doesn't stick to skin, so he must have really wrapped it. Has he got a piercing? He was a child. I'm not going to lie, I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, who? Chewing gum on his knob? I don't remember that. Right, tell me. His mum was telling Shanita a story, like, that when he was a kid, he'd... Was this last night? Yeah. I've totally missed this. Yeah, he wrapped chewing gum around, and every time every time his mum tried to take it take it off, it would ping back and flick him in the dick. Because <laughs> I, I tweeted that most mums have to tell their kids not to swallow chewing gum, but not wrap it around the knob. I... That, I totally missed that. Oh, you should go back and watch it. It's, a, it's an embarrassing moment for Jordan, <laughs> which I very much appreciate. Did you see their bed? Yes, I did. Oh, <laughs> she was like, I can't get my ass past without the wardrobe opening. That is, that must be so annoying. Like, even just as a single person, that's annoying, Jordan. Sort yourself, re- rearrange the room, turn it so that the bed... Then maybe the door won't open. Yeah, no, maybe he just can't fit in a double bed into that room. Yeah. Well, fair enough. I guess you've just got to get used to rolling, rolling across yeah, the Yeah, it was a lush, though. It was a lush moment. Them, them kind of having to roll into bed and then her saying, oh, last night I had to roll over you to go for a wee. And... Yeah, yeah. They uh, they were keen on talking about the integrity of the of the process as well at the commitment ceremony. They were. It kind of demeans everything, which, you know, it's hard to, hard to disagree with that if it is actually a an experiment, you know. Yeah. Well, it, it's that thing, isn't it? it? You could say, well, it's very naive to think of it as a proper experiment. But then we do know there are people who go into it treating it as that, like Gemma. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they People come in with different motivations, yeah. so it's hard to capture it all under one set of, set of rules, I guess. Do you think Jordan and Shanita are still together now? He... Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, if I had to... If from what you said last week about you're not sure if they're actually like the forever kind of kind yeah. of thing, I, I've been wondering and I think from the preview we saw for the next episode with these honesty box questions, they're getting to the point of saying like, right, where is this going? Is it serious, serious? Yeah. And I'm going to put my money on like, yeah, I think they probably are still together. They have got a lovely chemistry and a really nice dynamic and I enjoy watching them together it's it's lovely I just I don't know it could just be the editing I, I don't know if I'm just picking up that something's on the horizon way one of them doesn't feel quite as much as the other one but I couldn't pick up I don't know I don't know yeah we'll just have to wait and see yeah. won't we I am curious about those honesty box questions to yeah. see how she she responds to what would be your honesty box question if you had to write one to Claire? Uh, have you just given up on doing the bins? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know the answer to that. I know yeah. the answer to that. So it's points a waste of a question. What would you ask? Um, 
will you ever stop scanning the room for mess when you first come in from work? <laughs> I was thinking that. a little piece of me dies when he does that <laughs> every day. When I came in, I, I was thinking this house is very clean. Because you'd mentioned how much Nick likes to clean. Well, no, I, I mean, I've done this. Well done. Yeah, I've Thank done you. this because you were coming over. Right. And it was that typical working class imposter syndrome. I'm like, <laughs> it's going to be some big tall Tory here tomorrow. <laughs> Scanning. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> biggest thing is for Thomas and Adrian this week, well, the biggest thing for me watching them, was the friend, Adrian's friend. Katie. That's the one. Yeah. I don't think I have one of them. Like, I have friends, but I don't think I have one that's that invested in my life, to use words like, I was traumatised on the day yeah. of your partner. Oh, and Jesus. She was using words like, I've, been, I've had anxiety and... I don't know. Do I not have proper friends? No, it did seem a bit much. Seems like overly protective, really. But I was quite impressed with Thomas because I got the impression there were definitely things there where he would have bitten back. Yeah, he previously. was. And that comment that they got beforehand, where he said, "The thing is, she is really, really important to Adrian. She's just not important to me." <laughs> and I thought, "Oh, here we go, here we yeah. go." But he handled himself very well he did he did i mean i don't know if i could sit there and have one of nick's friends say to me i you know well she was just it was horrendous what she was saying i i yeah. didn't i was the, the wedding day was traumatic i didn't hold out much hope for you yeah but the thing she was in the wrong on the wedding day she was grilling him about loads of like really yeah. heavy questions where he barely got to speak yeah, to Adrian. Where we had a morsel of food like in his mouth, but he had to take it out because she'd gone, and how many children do you want? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess it's nice to have a have a friend that's protective over you, but you know, also tone it, tone it down a bit. Yeah. I also think they said at the commitment ceremony about Adrian and Thomas, or maybe they said, a bit, said it of themselves that, uh, Thomas needed to be nurtured and Adrian needed someone to nurture. Yeah. I would he could have s- got a rabbit. <laughs> yeah. So I hope that isn't the case because I can't imagine Adrian... Does he Does he need that? Does He seems like a well-centred person. Does he, he, does he need to look after someone? Or is it just that he can and it makes his life easier? Yeah, I think that's a better way of looking at it. That, he, that he's capable of looking after someone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it was that other weird thing when they talked about the physical side of things. Yes. And Thomas was like, I can wait, I can wait a long time. And somebody said six months and he was like, no, not that long. <laughs> and I, I'm just intrigued by the waiting. Yeah. It's a bit like, if you read, right. So let's just say it's taken that they now really, really like each other and trust each other and fancy each other. So to me, it's a bit like there's a bar of chocolate in the house. And you're not going to open it. Right. You're just going to look at it yeah. and think about opening it in the future. Well, yeah, when you're in the mood for chocolate. But you're always in the mood for chocolate. <laughs> well, sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're just in the mood for going to sleep. <laughs> so Adrian's not in the mood for six weeks at a time. Well, yeah, fair it's enough. It's not your but best argument. No, it's not. I was just <laughs> <laughs> it's not a hill I'm willing to die on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't know. I've made this point before. I understand in terms of protecting yourself from getting hurt or in terms of gameplay and the, the waiting to get physical. Yeah. I'm saying get physical like they're going to go to the gym, have sex. But then at this point, what are they waiting for? Yeah, true. True. Well, maybe they've already just... They're settling into friend zone and now it's, you know, it's hard to get out. They obviously they obviously get on and everything, but if there's not that spark, even with Thomas kissing everyone and all that, which is sort of sort of irrelevant, that's just, if you had the spark with Adrian, physical spark, I'm sure he'd still be kissing everyone and yeah, flirting yeah, with everyone. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's totally fine. It's, it's irrelevant. But I just mean that if that spark isn't there by now, have they just sort of subliminally agreed that, it's not going to happen because they're, they're kind of friends, maybe. And they sort of just haven't acknowledged that yet. Yeah. 
I can sort of see them, you know, 30 years from now in matching dressing gowns and slippers, just being the absolute best of friends, like flatmates. Yeah, I can see that. Could you see that for Zoe and Jenna? No, because I think they've they've got huge chemistry and they really fancy each other. Right. Well, yeah, they've definitely had sex. I was very impressed with Jenna getting some bacon in. Yes. I Because I think that's huge for a vegan to do, especially a militant vegan. You know, that must have been really hard to have that. There's a bit of pig in my fridge. Yeah, well, I think this is goes back a few weeks ago. To like, I felt a bit... Uh, it was unfair on Jenna that this whole vegan thing kept coming up because, yeah, it's obviously a big part of her life, but I don't know if she is a militant... Well... She has her beliefs, and she believes in in those. Okay, yeah, those militant's things. unfair. Okay. Yeah, but this—I don't think she's some like she's gonna. Well, she's she's done it. She's shown she's happy to get stuff for yeah uh, for Zoe. You know, she's she's a considerate person. She took down that dildo wind chime when the kid moved in next door. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen one of those before. Oh, where, do, where do you get that? Or do you think it was bespoke? Do you think she? I had, think it was bespoke. <laughs> Just got a load of dildos and a few coat hangers. <laughs> well, it was like, it was glass, wasn't it? It kind of looked expensive. It wasn't like... Did they show it? You didn't see it. She picked it up. You were too busy on Twitter. Yeah. She picked it up. Oh, man, right. I'm going to go put the dildo in giant <laughs> I can't believe I missed it. I must have just looked down at my phone. Wait a minute. That gla- I mean, I do need glasses, but she picked up a glass wind chime and I, I thought that was the dildo one. But oh, now I'm worried now because I missed the bit about Jordan having chewing gum on his willy. We're, t- we're, we're fried. Like, I mean, we've I got- can't sleep because of all the issues. <laughs> That's what's happening. Before we record, we have to have a good chat about like, did this happen this week or last week? <laughs> Is PJ still in it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, PJ. Oh. He's, he's better off out of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he is. Yeah. Yeah. I really like Zoe and Jenna. It's not just how they handle themselves in their relationships how they handle themselves within the group they were firing back against matt and jonathan yes quite a lot yeah but articulately and calmly and making good points yeah jenna was getting a little heated which is with in her rights to do you know because jonathan was saying some stuff that i you know i wouldn't agree with either and obviously matt was being Matt. Being Matt towards Zoe. And, you know, we've already spoken about how she handled that well. She did. And that's why, it's one of the many reasons why I couldn't go on a programme like this or shouldn't. Because if I was presented with a man like Matt, I would become the worst version of myself. Yeah. You're better off just not engaging. Yeah. Which is what, what Zoe did. She shouldn't have started it. She, should, <laughs> yeah, she started all that. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is another th- thing I saw on Twitter when someone was saying, "Oh, Bird was all in his face swearing in this," and then he gave it back, and she can't handle it. It's just women defending women. Like, oh, Jesus! Who God. said that? I don't know. Some Give guy- me his name. <laughs> it's like footballer three six eight, or you know, oh, it's disappointing. With 12, 12 followers and no profile picture. Just, it's just it be so- some. It'll be some young lad who's just like. You know, a troll. I just, I like it so much better when everyone agrees and they all agree with me. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Jonathan. (laughs) It's just so much nicer when you go online and see people going, it was 100% misogyny. Women have it so much harder. He's an idiot. It's just nicer to see all that. All right, calm down, love. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're going to fall out. So, that's us for this week. It was good. Obviously, an eventful week. Last night's episode seemed like a bit of a, a bit of an exhalation after the, the three before it. Oh my god, I know. So much drama. Yeah. So we're going to have a rest. Have a little <laughs> rest over the weekend. And then it's all going to start again Start again on Monday. We've got... Uh, I think we should keep it a surprise. We've got an interview coming, haven't we? Yeah, but I'm that sleep deprived. I've forgotten who... Oh no, I've just remembered. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to... I'll send you a message to <laughs> Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> So, thank you for listening, and thank you for getting us to the top 20, Dare. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, we, we really appreciate all your support and interactions and everything. And uh, dare we dream about the top 10? I yes, we dare. Yeah, you've been very, you're very positive, much more positive about it than I am. But I'm happy. 
top 20 is great so if you enjoy our stuff please follow us on Instagram Twitter Facebook at Maths Hysteria I've been Omar Abid I've been Kelly Rickard I mean I'm always Kelly Rickard but (laughs) I was especially Kelly Rickard today and for Maths Hysteria who the fuck are you talking to? (laughs) (laughs) oh my god deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.